0: Who are some of the top goalie prospects in this year's draft? Greg Ballack of EP Ringside joins us to help uh, go through some of the top names and some of the overagers that could be potentially available for the Sharks. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. We're proudly a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, I do. Just gotta come back tomorrow and check out our episode tomorrow, where we're going to be talking about uh, some potential free agents for the Sharks, uh, realistic free agents. So, uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have Gregory Balakon, who knows all things goalie, so he helps uh, kind of. Get us a nice taste of a bunch of these different goalies in in the draft and players that he likes and kind of how he stacks them up. And, you know, what are some of the ceilings of these players as the Sharks continue to try to solve their uh, question about who is the goaltender of the future? So before, though, we get into our conversation with Gregory. do need to let you guys know about uh, today's episode being brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduelcom On to get started. And now we have Gregory Balak of uh, EP Ringside Elite Prospects. All that they have like a thousand names for one website, but I it he this is the guy when it comes to goalies. He's going to help us navigate. Um, all the goalies in the draft, all the, the top names in the draft. Um, Gregory, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on. I'm gonna try to guide you through. I don't know if I'll be able to <laughs> fully successfully, but I'll, I'll give it a shot.
0: Uh, I mean, we were talking beforehand. Uh, we the Sharks' inability to draft and develop goalies is uh really really interesting. So, um, for a team right now who has there's talks that they might be take worth taking a goalie very very high you know end of the first beginning of the second round pick this is could be a very interesting uh prospect because we know a lot of with any player it's all about development and we see how many players of course never live up to their potential because of development so um it's gonna be fun to see what the sharks do here (laughs) so (laughs) i wanted to start with with what a lot of people are considering the top goalie michael uh Harabal, uh, who plays for the Harbal Uh, he plays for the Omaha Lancers uh, in the uh, USHL. Had a really nice season for them in 31 games, 286 goals against, 908 save percentage, uh, three shutouts. So, what makes him considerably the top goalie in this in this draft?
1: Um, I don't know if I call him considerably the top like I, I honestly still think there's a bit of debate going on <laughs> about who who the exact top guy is and and Harabal is, is definitely in the conversation for sure he's a guy that's been talked about to go super high and I'm sure you know as the draft works it with goalies it's a little tough to predict where they'll go and what order they'll go because it kind of comes down to if a team likes a guy they yeah. see a lot of potential in a the guy they'll go after him right so it's really tough to kind of get them in order when it comes to uh, this time of the year but he's definitely in the conversation for being one of the first pick goaltenders and he's huge he's just a massive guy he's (laughs) six foot six he's got all the size in the world and all the strength in the world and uh, I think that's what really just makes scouts eyes light up when they see him right they just they see that frame and they see what he's able to do with it and and just how efficient he can be when he's on and that really excites them and I think that's uh you know, that's a big thing for me, you know, his, his skating still needs a bit of work, but that's, you know, most goalies at this stage still obviously need to work on that strength. And he's got a lot of it just simply because of his size, but the overall Mm. skating ability is the thing that kind of gives me a little bit of doubt because there's never a guarantee that a goalie figures that out, right? That's a pretty important part of your game that you need to figure out, especially as a six foot six guy where you need to have that efficiency in your game. So, you know, for me, there's still a little bit of question marks surrounding him, but he definitely showed really well this year and he, and he had a, had a good season and, I think he's uh, definitely in the conversation like I said.
0: So you mentioned the skating uh so if you could maybe talk to us like we're 5 right so what <laughs> does that mean for for goalies cuz you're you're like dude you're going you know four feet across from, or, you know, or six <laughs> feet across, like wide does the skating. So uh, what kind of break it down for us. Why, what do you mean by that part? Well,
1: there's different aspects of skating for goalies and you're right. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is sort of quick little movements around the crease uh, and he's good at that. And he, you know, he takes away the lower portion of the net really well, which bigger goalies tend to do because they have the longer legs and ability to sort of splay out and just cover the lower portion of the net. Uh, But for him, where it becomes apparent that his skating needs some work is off the rush. Okay. Uh, So plays that come down off the wing that come down and he just, he's so big. It it almost looks like he just takes so long to get that backwards momentum going that he just doesn't have enough of it by the time the play reaches him. And that to me is just something that he really needs to work on, right? If there's going to be, a quicker pace to the next level that he plays at yes that's something that's going to be you know very uh honed in on by the shooters when they see that right they they look at this guy off the the rush look he's he's way out of position so i'm not saying he's like that now but if he goes to the next level and he doesn't improve that's the way it could end up so i you know i don't think i think that's the worst case scenario if you're looking at a guy like him but uh like i said not out of the question right not every goalie can figure that aspect of their game out
0: all right. And then with him, he's uh, projected to go play for the University of Massachusetts. Um, I don't know if it's next year or the next couple of years. So what do you think with his development? Um, we know goalies, right? Of course, it, they're they're on their own timeline. Um, <laughs> what do you think is a realistic kind of time for him from him to kind of turn professional and, you know, start making an impact?
1: Well, with the college goalies, you know, they're they're usually a, a bit of a work in progress. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. the correct route for him. I think uh, the logical next step for him to make a, a, a jump would be the college route. Uh, so yeah, he's still a few years away at the very least, and he's a guy that you you want to work with for a couple of years for sure. Like I said, to to iron out some of those little bit of issues that he has, and and like I said, he he pretty confidently, a lot of people say he wouldn't be able to play at the next level right now if if he went you know professional, yeah. right? So which he's not going to do, but. Now he's got that time. He's got a year or two to get stronger. He's got a year or two to get faster and just figure out that, uh, that ability to move side to side using his size. Right. And you look at guys that are just older and can play with their size effectively. They play a little deeper. They don't, they don't have as much room to cover because they're just further back in their net. But that takes time to figure out, you know, that Mm -hmm. takes time for goalies to get repetitions and, you know, just work in game scenarios. And in college, he's going to get a lot of practice time. So, you know, you just work with your goalie coach and just, you know, do that every, you play maybe one or two games on the weekend a week and just make good on those opportunities. Because uh, it's like I said, he's just a guy that needs to develop. He needs, he'll need a couple of years in college to to really figure out uh, some of the major issues that he has.
0: All right. So if everything kind of, at least works out for his ceiling, kind of everything, you know, all, he hits all the beats for his development. Where do you kind of project him being, you know, can he be a, you know, number one goalie, a 40, 50 starter for an NHL team? Yeah.
1: Like his, his skill set still excites me. Like he's got a lot of uh, ability. He's got a lot of strength already as a younger guy uh, and his ability to, to get edges is another big one to me. Like that plays into the skating ability a bit. So, like I said, around the net, He's really good at, you know, pushing back and forth and, and sealing the post, just those little quick adjustments, which you don't see a lot of bigger goalies be really good at. So that's a really good sign in my eyes for making that jump to the next level. Um, you know, he, he could be a starter for sure. I, I see him as a guy that could be a, a number one goaltender in the NHL. Uh, but like I said, he's got those issues to hammer out first. But yeah, he's he's got the the frame to be a guy that you can really rely on for a lot of games. Uh, you know, you look at the, the Hellebuck mold. Uh, that, that kind of uh, goalie that you could just throw out there 60 games a year and, and he can withstand mm. that. But uh, it's tough for those bigger goalies to to do that, right? It's a lot of wear and tear on your yep. body and um, he's not going to get a lot of wear and tear in college, right? Like I said, it's yeah. a bit of a spaced out schedule. So it'll be interesting. He's a guy that you want to keep an eye on for sure and just, and just see how he develops. But like I said, in, in my eyes, still a bit of a wild card in terms of those issues that he's had.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we, we it's unless you're like one of those like dudes like Hellebucker, you know, like like you don't see guys playing 60, you know, games a year anymore. And I think in today's NHL, you need to have a 1A, 1B type of situation um, unless you have one of those guys type of thing that you can throw out there, you know, 60 games a year. So, well, yeah, it's,
1: it's load management, right? It's, the, it's all the talking in sports right now. And, and with goalies, it's one of the toughest positions in sports, uh, especially on your on your hips. Uh, Which affect your groin, and it just all kind of trickles down from there. So bigger goalies have a tough time staying healthy. Like look at what happened to Robin Lehner; he's a thirty-year-old man, yeah, but his body's breaking down, right? Because he's just—it's tough to be that big and play the way that goalies play today
0: definitely not giggling about, uh, hips trickling down to the groin. <laughs> yes. no. <laughs> Trust me. You know it's no joke for goalies at least. No joke uh, for goalies. Uh, <laughs> we can, we can giggle about it because, yeah. uh, if any, if I tried to play goalie, I would literally explode on the spot. So, <laughs> um, all right, before we continue with Gregory and we talk about uh, with a couple other goalies that are near the top, including Trey Augustine and Scott Ratzleff, um, and kind of what their projectability looks like. And if, you know, both those guys playing behind really, really good teams, how difficult it is it to kind of scout these guys? Um, and, you know, is, is it the team that's making them look good or are they just actually good? Um, do need to take a quick break. Uh, talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel and... You guys know the NBA finals are here. Make a fast break to the FanDuel during the finals uh, because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, The great thing about it, they have new promotions every day. They do some really fun uh, game things, you know, where it's like, you know, can Joker get a combination of between points, blocks, and rebounds of like 50? All those have to add up to 50. Um, The app is super safe and secure. You get paid instantly. You don't have to wait for your winnings. There's no better place uh, to bet all the playoff action than an America's number one sports book. Visit Fandle.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduelcom slash locked on. Fandle, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Let's talk about some of the other guys who are kind of up there. So, um one of you I know this guy you're you're pretty excited about, uh Trey Augustine. So, um Augustine in the uh, USHL or sorry, the uh, USNDTP program, uh, going to be playing at Michigan State another one of those college guys, but um in uh 33 games for the under 18 team this year had 213 goals against 926 save percentage. Uh, what he's uh 6 one, 179 so a little bit a little bit smaller, but what makes him so exciting to you?
1: Well, for me, it's the the technical base that he has. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's
0: by far,
1: in my eyes, the most polished skater of any of the goalies available in the draft this year. Uh, you know, he's very patient on his edges, and what that means is, you know, he's not going to be the, he's not going to go down and drop early. He's not going to start a slide early. He holds his edges, and then he's able to react if there's a pass left or right, because he has access to both of his edges on the ice. And that's not a skill that you see in 18 year olds very often. You know, that's a, that's a kid who's been well-trained and he knows mm. how to play his position. And that's what excites me. The fact that he's been able to latch on and, and really uh, grow the, the thinking side of his game the last year or so, because he's always had the, the skill set, And like I said, a great skater uh, to be able to, to take that next jump. But uh For me, it's yeah, it's it's that stuff that I said, and then um, he also has this really good ability to just know where his net is. Mm -hmm. You know, he just as a viewer, you never get the sense that he's out of position. You're scrambling, like he just he never has. He's right back onto it. He's got a great ability to get right back onto his post. He's always hitting his spots where he's right back onto the post within the frame of the net. So he may be smaller than the average goaltender, but he uses the size that he has. Right? He just Mm -hmm. he's so on point with the way he can retreat back to his posts and get into his net, He's never out of the frame of the net. So he's never taking up space that he doesn't have to, by being out of the net, right? You want to keep your body within the frame. And he's just so effective at that, that it's uh you know, it comes from his skating ability. Like I said, that ability to be in control. And mm-hmm. for me, that's the biggest green flag out of any goalie that you want to see in the draft, right? That, yeah. That's to me, that's saying, go, go, go. This is, this is the guy that you want to get.
0: So you have him, over Har- uh, Harabel, personally I do okay. yes
1: I personally have him higher than Harabel on my list just because of those reasons like I said the the skating is just so clean that to me his floor you know he, he he's a successful professional goaltender at the at the base right that yep. and from where he goes from there I think sky's the limit with Trey Augustine all
0: right with Augustine right we know the USNDTP program is is pretty stacked with talent yeah. right um they're going to have multiple fours going probably in the top 15 um you know guys like Will Leonard or sorry Will Smith Ryan Leonard etc cetera, etc cetera. how much is it like because his team is is really good, that maybe makes his job a little bit easier. Or do you think it's just him? He's that good.
1: Personally, I think it it's almost a detriment to him, right? Because he's he's not. <laughs> you don't see him having out. to make. Yeah, you know, he's not bailing his team out all, all yeah. the time, right? So he's not going to jump off the page yeah. to those you know scouts that may not be goalies that are just kind of you know looking for something. He's not going to jump off the page at you for that, right? He's, you need to look at the technical details of his game to mm-hmm. really see why he has success. And like I said, for me, that's, that's the green flag. When you see the reasons he's having success, he's an excellent skater. He's you know great positionally. He's got a smart hockey sense. He's patient as an 18 year old goaltender, which you never see. It's it, it, all the boxes are checked in my eyes for, for him.
0: Okay. Um, and you, we talked about kind of this, you know, the smaller goaltender versus a bigger, like with him, do you have to worry about as much as the kind of wear and tear as you do with a six foot six goalie, or is it, is it kind of ne- negligible i guess would be uh, over over time. Uh, it, you
1: know every goalie is going to have issues yeah. it's just sort of inevitable like you said it's not uh, it's not something that seems to be able to be avoided by goalies today it's 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 almost like Tommy John surgery with with baseball pitchers right it's just a matter my, my, of
0: I got my 6-year-old i just got him his tommy john surgery to take Get ahead of the curve, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, guys are do- actually doing that in, in goaltending, right? They, they're able to screen your hips for potential issues and guys are going and get preemptive surgery to clean up all sorts of issues. Uh, Eric Comrie was one of them I can think of that did that. So it happens and, and it's, and Eric Comrie's not a big goalie. He's, he's six foot, six foot one as well. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, the wear and tear is a problem with every goalie. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit more amplified when you have a six, six, you know, 270 pound goalie compared to a six, 200 pound goalie.
0: Gotcha. And you kind of mentioned, right, his floor. You think he, uh, you think he's going to be an NHL goalie. Um, again, where does he kind of flesh out, do you think, or kind of ends up all said and done?
1: Honestly, like I, I would compare him to like a, a Carter Hart, Dustin Wolf in that sort of genre of, of a goaltender. Like he's, prospect, right? he's or right pro- up there, right? Like he's in terms of the style of play, at least, like in terms of the technical details that he has and his ability to skate he's right there with those guys so that you know whether he gets to the carter Hart level we'll, we'll wait and see but mm-hmm. he certainly
0: has the ability to, to do it in my eyes i mean we, we know dustin wolf uh from gilroy just south of san jose and yep. having to watch calgary who's going to just stumble upon <laughs> dustin wolf is going to be amazing for them for the next like 10 years it's yeah uh, believe me uh, he's just- a good one
1: and he was left off so many lists simply because of his size and that tells you everything that's wrong with the way goalies are scouted today.
0: Uh you Liz, our good friend Liz child, is is I'm sure she is screaming right now as she's going to listening <laughs> to this. was like, yes, please, small goalies. More I'm small way
1: goalies. more worried about whether a goalie can track a puck with his eyes than if he's six foot one or six foot four. <laughs> right. To me, that's the bigger that's the bigger fish to fry. <laughs> you know,
0: like can you do your job? Um, yeah. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Every goalie coach
1: is confident that they could turn a guy into somebody, but
0: I'd rather look for the green flags that they already
1: have than what could potentially we could turn them into.
0: All right. Uh, I wanted to to dig into another uh, one of these guys here. So Scott Ratzliff of of the Seattle Thunderbirds, Uh, Seattle Thunderbirds, an absolute wagon of a team. Mm -hmm. Um, He is six foot two, 172 pounds for the Thunderbirds this season, played 34 games, 215 goals against average, 918 save percentage, five shutouts uh Ratzlaff again it, it's kind of what we talked about before with his team is so good um yeah. what do you what do you kind of take away from his game
1: almost the the same scenario right where it's just yeah. how do you get a read on this guy i talked to a lot of scouts that are like I don't know what to make of this guy I kind of like Dylan Ernst with Camloops. it's like is he good his numbers are insane like <laughs> but you look at the guy and it's 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 a tough subject so for mm-hmm. for Ratzlaff I'm I'm a little more confident in him I I think he does have a lot of ability he's he's a smart goaltender which you almost need to be to play at his size you you can't make those mistakes as a smaller goaltender the margin for error is so thin and I think that's what scares a lot of people and scouts that watch is like is he going to be able to keep it up with this razor thin margin for error every level that he goes but I think he's smart enough to do it and, and he's shown the ability to learn and develop as because I watch him a lot out in the WHL I cover the Giants out here in Vancouver so I see him all the time and You know, now he's a bit older, and and I think he's like I said, he's he's got uh, similar patience to what I was talking about with with Augustine off the rush. You know, he's not a lot of motion. It's kind of weird the way he plays. Like he doesn't have a ton of depth off the rush. He doesn't come way out of the shooter. He kind of sticks around the top of his crease and just kind of hangs out there. And then as soon as the shooter is able to or about to make a move, he kind of just juts out at them. It's like really quick uh, sort of movements that he makes. So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting way to watch a goalie play. He didn't have to bust it out all that often with the team that he played on. But I think he catches a lot of shooters by surprise just because he just it's like this stoic sort of character that you're coming down on and you don't know what to do and then you go make a move and all of a sudden he's coming right at you right so he plays these mind games I feel like off the rush that that you don't see too often from goalies so it shows me that he's, he's thinking a little bit more than the average goalie and um, whether or not he has the physical makeup and ability to be a professional goalie I think is the biggest question mark for him but when you come down to the details of his game you know you're, you're not going to find too many goaltenders that are better than Russ Laff at, at what he does.
0: All right. before we finish up with gregory we talked about some of the overagers and if they're worth a swing in this year's draft and kind of you know some uh, and very under the radar guy that he really likes I do want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Again, we're proudly a part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be back to uh, become an everydayer, just come back tomorrow. Going to be looking at some potential realistic free agents for the Sharks as my career continues uh, to kind of turn this roster and, and, you know, um, try to uh, get this thing going in the right direction. So um, just make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well all right um i wanted to kind of dig into some of the the overagers right because all the goals we talked about are go entering their first mm-hmm. uh you know uh their first round some of these guys have been passed over a couple of times and it it doesn't seem fair at least yeah. uh so let's start with uh, uh another Seattle Thunderbird uh, Thomas Mulik uh 20 years old uh six foot 174 uh pounds. Took the reins of the world juniors and and won gold for team Mm -hmm. canada 33 games this year for the thunderbirds 208 save percentage nine or sorry 208 goals against average 928 save percentage um in the playoffs he's played 19 games so far 933 save percentage with less than two goals against average Mm -hmm. um we know of course he he's you know an overager um is it worth taking a swing on a guy who's Done what he's done so far, especially I know he's again at the age of twenty, but uh, like the resume speaks for itself. At this yeah.
1: Point. In my personal opinion, I'm not a huge fan of taking second, third year eligible guys. I feel like uh, you need to pounce on guys early if you really like them, and it, sometimes you do. You know, guys slip through the cracks and they end up uh, having a great you know second year eligibility and they get drafted. But you know, I'm I'm more you know I, I would rather let a guy develop a college a couple of years than sign him out of college than than do that mm-hmm. right. So it's riskier right yeah every team has the option to sign him at that point instead of just drafting him but i'm never huge on on taking that gamble you know i don't i'm not big on it and i'm also not big on taking guys because you saw them at the world juniors and they had a great tournament that's yep. not to say that's all Milich does like i said he's another guy that i've seen a lot over the years and uh but people tend to judge that tournament a little bit too much when it comes down to rating a goaltender and uh and all, and all prospects but goalies especially yep. where uh, you know, you're seeing it right now in the NHL with Sergei Bobrovsky. He has a terrible season. Then all of a sudden he just turns it on in the playoffs. Then all of a sudden he's the best goalie in the world, right? So it just it happens sometimes with goalies when you get in a groove. And Milic was definitely in one at the, the World Juniors. So people, yeah. people saw him at his best. And uh, testament to him, you know, it's a tough tournament to do that in against tough opponents. But he's 20. You know, he's a guy that's had experience. He's able to uh, calm his nerves down, hopefully, by this point. He's not just some kid. Uh so I give him credit for that but uh I just I worry about what his ceiling is. I don't Okay. I don't think he has uh that high end ability that you see it, some of these guys that are 18 at the first year eligibility have in this draft class. Uh it's not an overly good draft class, but I still think there are other guys, younger guys that I would take before him. Uh just as a project because like I said with Milich yeah, there, there is potentially could turn into something we saw what he could do with the good team Canada in front of him. And Seattle Thunderbirds, obviously winning the, the championship this year. But like I said, if when, when push comes to shove, I don't know if he has the next gear uh, mm-hmm. to be quick enough and, and to be uh, technically refined enough to uh, deal with the, uh, a team in front of him that maybe doesn't protect uh, the way he's been used to in the last couple of years.
0: Uh all right, well, here's another overage that you're going to probably crush. Uh, so not crush, but uh, <laughs> Thomas Sukanek. Such, uh, uh, yes. Suchanek, uh, so he uh, had a huge coming out party again at the at, for Team uh, Czechia at, at the mm-hmm. uh, uh, under or World uh, World Juniors, uh, and then in the, for Tri City Americans and WHL at 46 games, 305 goals against, nine twelve save percentage. Um, is he or is this kind of the same thing over again where you know again he he performed his best uh in, under the bright lights?
1: He definitely did that. <laughs> he certainly did that at the World Juniors. Uh but I think he's the kind of guy that you're going to see those highs and lows with. Okay. Uh, just simply because of the way that he plays. So you, you saw the highs at the at the World Juniors and uh goalies that are like that tend to have those kind of moments on teams that are a little undermanned and they they step up and they because they have these great stretches where they just stop everything and he's one of those guys and the thing that excites me the most about him is uh, his ability to use his hands and he's just he he cuts every puck off with his hands when plays are in tight nothing can go over his shoulder because he's just he's got such great hand discipline that he's able to keep his hands projected forward and out on top of the puck. So anyone that tries to lift over, he just reaches out with the hands and is able to cut that puck off. And that's easier said than done because as you get tired, as the game goes on, the first thing that happens to a goalie is their hands start to drop. Their hands start to go down to their side because they're getting tired. Yep. You don't see that with him. He's so disciplined at keeping his hand. So even when he's tired, he's got those hands out there and he's making saves with his glove and blocker because he just has great hand positioning. And that's not a trait that you can really teach to a lot of goaltenders. It's just something that he has uh that you you love to see because it's, it's so good on those plays that are in tight. Uh, the issue with Sue though, is that he's just so aggressive. A lot of the time <laughs> he makes these bizarre reads uh, occasionally and it works right now against whl opponents but when you get to the next level you get guys that are 28 29 30 years old they're not going to fall for that they're not going to they're not going to be scared by a goalie coming flying fly in they're just going to wait you out go around you and score so my worry with him is that he gets to the next level he just tries to push that gas pedal harder and and you know it's everything's going quicker so i got to be quicker and that's Basically the worst thing you can do for a goalie like that. You need to slow things down and beat plays on your feet rather than sliding around and do it. Like, I can see him getting like that if, if things got too quick, but uh, he does have great raw ability. Like I said, his, his hands, yeah. he, he's a good puck tracker. He's He's got all that. So I, I do think there's a good foundation. But like I said, his approach is going to need a lot of work. And anytime you need to massively overhaul a goalie's approach at the next level, it's a wild card. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know how it's going to go.
0: And I don't trust the Sharks to be able to yeah. do that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> spoiler. I don't trust the Sharks to be able to do that. So yeah. they haven't proved me that they can. So, um, all right, Gregory, who are some names or who are some of the guys that under the radar that we could be like, wow, how did this guy kind of? So, uh, I don't
1: know if there's too many under the radar guys per se, but there's one in particular that I just love when I started scouting him this past year. Uh, he's, he's might be the first ever Italian born player drafted in the NHL. He's gunning mm-hmm. for that title. Uh, he's six foot six. His name's Damian Clara. He's playing out of Färjestad in the uh, Swedish elite league uh, development program right now. He, he actually came up through the Red Bull Salzburg program, uh, in Austria. So mm-hmm. he's got a weird development path to where he is now to go to Sweden all of a sudden. But like I said, he's six foot six, he's massive. But the thing with him that excites me is he can skate. And you don't see goalies that big that can skate the way that he does. He's super raw in pretty much every other aspect. But I think that might excite some teams like they, they'll see that frame, I, I think, and and just get so excited in the first place. But to me, it's that combination of being able to skate and mm-hmm. doing those quick little refined movements around the crease. that is so tough for a bigger goalie because there's just so much going on. So many, you know, so much movement with your limbs when you're that big but he's able to keep it together and he's able to to get there and beat passes on his when a six foot six goal, he's able to beat a pass on his feet and get in front of a shooter. There's no visual space for them to shoot at with him. Like it's, it's incredible. So I, I see a lot of potential in Damian Clara. I, I think he's uh, definitely one of my under the radar picks for this draft. I don't think he's not in conversation really to be the first guy picked. He's definitely got some people in his corner that really like him, but yeah. I, I think he's, getting overlooked by some people in this draft, because like I said, he, he's super raw in pretty much every aspect, but that skating ability is there and you don't see the two combinations of the size and the skating like that come out very often.
0: All right, Gregory, uh, last question, who, which goal gets picked first? We we'll got that.
1: Oh, we, that's always, like I said, it's always tough because there's teams that have guys that they like and they, and, and they pick, uh, based off that rather than the central scouting list or anything like that. But, um, Man, it, it's a, for me, it's a toss-up between Harabo and, and Augustine. Uh, I think the development team program, uh, the U.S. national development team, has uh, such a good reputation and a lot of good connections. And I, I I, do think there's a lot of people pushing for Augustine to be the first goalie taken in this draft. I could definitely see a situation, not just because he's my top-ranked guy that I <laughs> want, but uh, but I think if the, the betting odds were out there, it's probably herable that'll get the, the top-ranked uh, status going into the draft.
0: Does he go in the first round or does he slip out of the first round? Not likely.
1: Uh, They're talking late second round for maybe the first goalie off the board. So like Mm -hmm. I said, not, not a great draft for goalies in terms of high end ability, but there's a lot of guys out there with interesting skill sets and abilities that might turn into something down the road. So you're not going to get the, you know, the Vasilevsky or the flurry way at the top of the draft. There just isn't that guy this year that that stood out and took the reins. So, Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, not don't shy away from picking a goalie because of that. There's certainly guys that are available.
0: Yeah, I mean if you're the sharks, you keep picking one until hopefully one pops for you because uh yes, they they're due at some point. Well,
1: <laughs> my it. example I always showed you is look at New Jersey. Like, look, look at the stockpile they have with Schmied, mm-hmm. Dawes, uh, Blackwood's still there for now. And like they got so many guys throughout their like a couple guys in the dub that they've they've got. So it's just you, you take a whole bunch of guys with high ceilings, throw them to your development mm-hmm. staff, hope they pan out. And, and just have confidence that your staff can mold them and, and talk to them and shape them into the goalies that you want them to be, because that's you just hope one of them turns out. All you need is one there's one goalie spot that needs to be filled on your team. Really? Yeah. So that's the way I would go about
0: it. Yeah. It's like a quarterback. Just keep picking until you get one. So, but there's um, it's
1: bizarre. There's teams out there that just totally don't do it. And they just try to sign guys. It's it's wild.
0: Uh, again, if you can't develop them, you just try <laughs> <laughs> to sign them. So uh, Gregory, thank you so much. Where can the people find you?
1: Well, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot with my goalie thoughts. So you can see my handle there at Greg Ballack, B-A-L-L-O-C-H. I'm on EP rink side for uh, the draft preview that comes out in a little while. It'll all the goalies there, all my opinions on uh, the goalies for this year's draft, or at least the, the ones that are higher ranked in the draft, uh, about 30 of them, I think I did reports for. So uh, if you want to get your hands on that, I'm, um, you know, I was really critical, I feel like, in this in this interview, but I'm not I'm not that critical usually in these uh, articles. I try UH to focus eight, on the positive goalies. sides of a lot of There's these goalies. goalies.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no goalie I don't here. want
1: to be the guy on here to just uh, crap on all, all over everyone, but it kind of no. turned out that way. But yeah, it's uh, EP side is where you go for that. And then I, I do occasionally pop in at InGoal Magazine. Uh, if you guys want to go on there and read some previous articles that I've done for them, and then uh, you can listen to me on Sportsnet 650. If you're in the Vancouver area, come on, uh, listen in the mornings to Alfred and Bruff. You can listen to my goalie takes on the air there if uh, this was your thing.
0: All right. Thanks, buddy.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gregory. Um, I, I, strongly believe the sharks will be drafting a goalie at some point um i don't know if maybe it's the top three picks um but i think they will be picking a goalie you know maybe with that carolina pick maybe with one of their fourth round picks um you have to keep taking swings until you can find a guy and especially with ben gaudreau they're not signing him you know we know mason bopit had, had a terrible season last year a lot of that maybe not his fault um but you got to keep taking taking swings until you can find a guy and I I think the Sharks will do that this draft and one of the middle rounds so um we shall see what happens again the Sharks right now really struggling to try to develop goalies so um hopefully you just keep picking one and one one will just overcome everything um but thank you guys for again making a On Sharks your first listen we'll be back tomorrow to look at some potential free agents uh realistic free agents for the Sharks. you know, for my Greer, kind of, kind of have a sense of what type of guys he wants. We know some of the holes the Sharks have. So we'll start looking at trying to fill some of those holes. Um So make sure you're following along wherever you get podcasts, you can watch on YouTube as well. If you haven't subscribed, please do. So the goal is to try to get to 2k by the draft. I think I'm like 250 subscriptions uh, away right now. So make sure you uh you guys are subscribing. Uh really want to hit 2k by the draft. So um, and then follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. And until tomorrow, bye friends.